If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I've got an 888 money pit. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Standing by to help you with your do-it-yourself dilemmas. Pick up the phone and help yourself first by calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Take a look around your house. Yes, we know it's hot. We know it's sticky outside. But we know there's probably a home improvement project on your to-do list. Why not let us help you get that done by picking up the phone and calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit? Is it a do-it-yourself project? Let's make sure it doesn't become a do-it-to-yourself project. We'll get you started on the right foot. 888-666-3974. We've got a great show planned for you. Coming up this hour, we know the price of a home phone is going up and up and up. But there is a way to get around the higher price and get cool new features your regular phone carrier probably doesn't offer. We'll show you how to do just that in just a bit. And if you're feeling the pinch when your electric bill comes, we're going to have some advice for you. Believe it or not, your utility company might be able to help you lower your your cooling costs. I know it sounds crazy, but seriously, they can. Also this hour, wondering how to save money on your hot water bill? Well, cold washes is a good start, but do your clothes really get as clean as they do in hotter temperatures? You might be surprised at the answer. And we've got a very cool giveaway this hour. One lucky caller to one Money Pit will get a copy of the book, The Best Homes from This Old House. It's a look at 10 of the best transformations on the PBS show in the past decade. And what's even cooler, you guys, it's autographed by all of the show's cast. So if you'd like to win that, pick up the phone and call us right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is one eight 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 money pit Leslie, who's first? Now we've got Eric in Hawaii on the line who needs help with a roofing question and Tom and I to come there and help in person. Welcome, Eric. <laughs> How are you guys doing? We're doing great. How can we help you with your cedar roof? Well, <clears throat> it is past its life. Um, so I will need to replace it. It's very expensive out here. So I'm wondering, is there any other new products um, that I can put over? I've got skip sheeted um, base. Right. You have space sheathing. Yes. Yes. So um, is there any other products besides the cedar shake that I can go with that style or would I have to sheet it? Or I'm looking. I'm looking for affordability. Um, all right, maybe is my is my answer. Is that definite enough for you? <laughs> I'm thinking about a product that's a composite roofing shingle that's called Da Vinci Roofscapes. Now these look more like a stone roof, like a slate roof, 
than they do a cedar roof. But they're a tile product. So because they're a tile-like product, I don't know if you need to put a solid plywood sheathing underneath. I suspect that you will not have to. So you may be able to put them on in much the same way that you have with your spaced sheathing on the cedar. How old is that cedar roof, by the way? Unbelievably 30 years old. You know, it's not unbelievable to me, and here's why. The fact that you have it on spaced sheathing means that it was able to dry out from the top and the bottom. You know, cedar's not waterproof, so you wonder, well, why does it actually keep the water out of my house? Well, because it absorbs that water and allows the re- most of it to run off, but the way it lasts as long as it does is it has to be able to dry very easily. And so many people that put cedar roofs on today nail them against tar paper on top of uh, plywood sheathing, and you really can't get any air underneath it. So that's why those roofs last a very short time frame. So I think your options are either to consider a composite roof like the DaVinci product. You can look online, find them at davinciroofscapes.com, or you consider replacing the the cedar, or you could go with plywood and a new asphalt shingle roof that looks like cedar. I would price it out all three ways, do a little more homework, and then make the best choice for you. The nice thing about uh, your roof is that it rarely is an emergency. I think you're starting to identify the fact that it's worn. I don't know if you've had any kind of major damage, but generally you can nurse a roof along for a year or two if you absolutely have to. But now is definitely the time to start looking into the options. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Eric. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Sherry in Alaska is looking for a way to keep her toilet seat warm in the winter. And in Alaska, Sherry, I imagine you want your butt warm in the wintertime. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, howdy, let me tell you, when you got 15 feet of snow that you got to wade through, it's nice to have a warm toilet seat. All right. (laughs) You know, they actually do make heated toilet seats, and they are sort of like aftermarket purchases that you can adapt to any toilet um and they range in price and i mean it's simple as just doing a google search on a heated toilet seat but i would go with you know a reputable manufacturer of a toilet like kohler makes one that seems to be in like the less than 200 range but i mean on amazon i saw a couple of different ones that would range from 75 to 150 bucks but you know just for peace of mind and knowing that i'm getting a good product that would go with the toilet I have, if you know the manufacturer of the toilet that you have, look to them because they do make heated seats. Well, yeah, and I wouldn't want to have a malfunction with one of them. No. <laughs> no, you, you definitely wouldn't. And, and by the way, there's also a type of mixing valve that can be installed that will mix hot water in with the cold water that's used to fill the toilet. So if the water is icy cold... That's a and way to take the edge cold. off it, too, because it, it makes the bowl cold as well. Right. Okay. Well, that'll help keep the condensation down, too. Well, it definitely does. In fact, that's the reason for that mixing valve. It's sold specifically to stop the condensation problem. You can adjust how much hot water gets mixed in with the cold before the toilet gets filled. I will appreciate your help. Thank you so much. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, your home improvement question, or whatever midsummer's home improvement project that you've got brewing. We are here to lend a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, you may have stayed up with all the advances in mobile phones, but what about advances in your home phone? There have been many, including a way to stop paying for We'll tell you how after this. This is 
I'll take a ways to lose money, 1,000. This phrase for a house that keeps needing costly repairs is also the name of a home improvement radio show. Alex. What is a money pit? Good. A wood staining project to do? Finish faster. Introducing Flood One Coat Waterproofing Finish, the wood stain that lets you finish the same day you start. Most wood stains can't be applied until days after prep. Flood One Coat Waterproofing Finish can be applied just hours later. Learn more at flood.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. If you give us a call right now at 888-MONEY-PIT, not only will you get the answer to your home improvement question, but one lucky caller who makes it on the air with us this hour will get a look at the greatest home transformations on PBS. We're giving away the book Best Homes from This Old House by This Old House host Kevin O'Connor. That's right, and it shows the best interiors and exterior makeovers that the show has done over the past 10 years. And get this, this is really cool. It's signed by every single one of those cast members, and I actually saw them do it, so it's pretty awesome. I know it's legit. You're going to really enjoy this book, so pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEYPIT for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. All right, now we've got Mitch in Texas on the line who's dealing with a popcorn ceiling, and like most people who have one, wants to get rid of it. Welcome, Mitch. Thank you very much. So tell us what's going on. Where is this popcorn ceiling? Is it truly popcorn? Are you sure it's not a stucco texture? No, it's a true popcorn ceiling. What's going on is in our bedroom, we're wanting to get rid of the popcorn ceiling and make it just a flat ceiling. But the thing is, underneath the popcorn um, are circle paint patterns. You know how when they do ceiling, sometimes they'll take that brush and Oh, you've got like the double whammy of textures. You've got popcorn and you've got uh, textured spackle. Correct. And so okay. I'm wanting to know the best way, if there's a product or something, to help me get that off without having to replace the sheetrock or cover it up. Man, I tell you, that's very difficult because the texture is probably in the spackle itself. And if they've done it the way I think they've done it, you have to sand that stuff off. I wouldn't do it. What I would do is I would get 3 8 inch drywall and cover that, man, one 4 by 8 section at a time. I know it sounds like a lot of work, but... In the end result, it's the quickest and the quickest way to cover it up with the best possible result because you'll have flat, smooth, perfect ceilings. You know, even if you were to go through the hours and hours it would take you to get rid of the popcorn and the textured spackle underneath and then painted that, it's always going to look uneven and a bit rough. So I really think okay. the best way to do it is to just to put another layer of drywall. You don't need to use half inch. You could use three-eighths or even quarter on top of that spackle it, prime it, paint it, and be done with it. Now, is there any special tools or thing to make the popcorn stuff come off that much easier, or is it pretty much come no, off? No, you can, well, if you spray it with a little bit of water and then just use a, a like a, a spackle knife. Like a wide you get spackle the, knife. You get the chunky stuff off that way. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
Well, we all know about the amazing advances made in mobile technology for your phone, but there's actually been some advances in technology for your home phone, including a way to avoid paying for those phone calls ever again. Uma, a proud sponsor of the Money Pit, they have a way to make that possible. Now, first you need to understand what Uma is. Uma, that's O-O-M-A, is a telephone system that delivers nationwide calling for free. How does it work? Well, it uses your high-speed internet connection to connect to your regular home phone. You get everything that home phone offers. Plus, it has some cool features like a 911 alert. It's a high-tech system that automatically sends texts or emails to three additional people when 911 is dialed from that line. Now, that system alone would be a great feature to use, perhaps for an elderly relative who lives alone or for families that have kids who might be home alone from time to time. That's right. And you know, another cool thing is it actually lets you answer your cell phone calls from your home phone and you can block telemarketers and any unwanted callers that you just don't want getting through. If you want to learn more, go to UMA's website. It's UMA.com and that's O-O-M-A.com. 888-666-3974. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question. All right. Now we've got Jean in West Virginia who's got a question about cleaning windows. Tell us what's going on. Hi. First of all, I'd like to say that I love your show. Thanks. Thank you. I have a few plexiglass windows in my home, and there's a cloudiness to them. I've tried cleaning them with vinegar and water, mm-hmm. with straight vinegar, Windex, even soap and water, trying to get the dirt off of it, and nothing keeps, you know, I can't use it. I haven't found anything where um, I can clean them, and I was hoping you guys might have a solution. Gene, unfortunately, you kind of said something that made me a little nervous about what's been going on with your windows. You used Windex on the plexiglass, and while Windex is great for glass or surfaces, with plexiglass... It causes a reaction on the surface of the plexi, which then causes a cloudiness that is not removable. Oh, so I did it to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately. There are special plexi cleaners that you can pick up at, you know, home centers, supermarkets. I mean, they're not hard to find. They're made specially for plexiglass. And it's oh, okay. the, it's really, you can't go back, though. Like, once you've done it, it's done. Okay. And I can find that, like, at Lowe's? Oh, completely. Any home center, you'll find it. It'll be in the cleaning aisle and make sure it'll say like special plexiglass cleaner. And it's made specifically for that because otherwise it causes a chemical reaction. Oh, okay. I understand. All right. Wonderful. Well, I do appreciate that. You're very welcome, Gene. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thank you. Eric in West Virginia is on the line and he's got some stuck doors in the house. What's the matter? You're locked in? (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Um, they're they're just uh, inoperable doors that um that we no longer use. We can't get out. Um, can't go out that way <laughs> or come in. So describe these doors to us uh, and tell us what they look like and and uh, tell us how difficult they are to get to op- get to open. They're just they're wooden doors with uh, the modern knock doors. They they wood on the outside and then glass. Full height glass? Glass, yes. Okay, so when, when doors get stuck, it's usually because they've swollen in place. Now, the other complication here is that these are so stuck you can't actually move the handles. Um, if they are hinged doors, what you're going to probably end up doing is having to remove them off the hinges to try to free them up. Once you get them out 
the first time, then you can try to examine where they're jamming. There's usually some uh, evidence on the on the door somewhere, some rubbing, some abrasion, where you can tell where it's really stuck. And you could start to uh, to uh, abrade or plane away or sand away some of those high spots until you get a door that swings easily uh, and closes correctly. As far as the hardware is concerned, per- possibly when you get the pressure off the door to get them out of there, that might start to work again. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that very often you can adjust the door's uh, placement by, by moving the hinges. If the hinges are deeper down into the, into the uh, jam, for example, that will create some room on the other side of the door. But a combination of those moves uh, could be very effective in uh, freeing these doors up. Eric, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Janet in Michigan, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? My house is over 100 years old, and there was a large three-trunk tree in the backyard that had to be cut down, but it had so many nails in the tree that after using two chainsaws and and losing the chains because there were so many nails in it, we have this humongous trunk left in the backyard, and I'd like to know how to get rid of it because I can't use the grinder on it. Why can't you use a, not, well, you mentioned chainsaws, but why not a a trunk grinder, the type of grinder that tree services have that basically ground down or grind down uh, the stumps to the below grade. That sort of grinder should certainly be strong enough to handle the nails that are in the tree. Okay. So I would have a pro come out and use a stump grinder, and that's the best way to get rid of that. You don't have to get it all out. Just get it down to below the surface, and Mother Nature will do the rest. Janet, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Nancy in Oregon's on the line with a kitchen counter question. How can we help you? Yes, thank you so much. Uh, what I'm calling about is a an overlay that I've seen advertised of granite over formica. We have a very tight, um, sturdy formica uh, countertop in the kitchen, and I'm wondering whether this is a practical solution or not. Hmm, a granite overlay over formica. I'm not really familiar with this. Are they presenting it as tiles or is it, you know, an additional layer of laminate that looks like granite that's placed over? As I understand it, it is granite, full granite, except that they can use the base instead of starting literally from scratch. As I understand, now I haven't had the man out. I've just seen it advertised. But Okay, well, you know what doesn't make sense to me with this? Granite cannot have any flex in it whatsoever, and, and laminate tops, by their very design, are, are fairly flexible. So any type of granite veneer, if, this, if that's what this is, it seems may not stand up well. So I think that we would need more information to feel very comfortable recommending that. But I can tell you, just based on the description, it doesn't sound like it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, countertops are not so complicated to replace that it really makes any sense uh, doing a, uh, any kind of a laminate on top of that or a second layer on top of that. You know, if you want a new countertop, get a new countertop. You don't take a countertop and, you know, build more on top of it. I see. Well, I thought it might be sturdier and be less costly. And so I, you've answered my question. I guess it's not such a great idea. Okay. Nancy, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, thanks for your professional uh, advice on this. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, you could be enjoying a nice, cool, air-conditioned home until the electricity bill arrives and you see red. We're going to talk about ways your utility company can actually help lower that bill after this. The Money Pit is presented by Bathfitter, the one-day bathroom remodeling company. Call 866-654-BATH today for your free in-home estimate or visit www.bathfitter.com. Well, now that we are smack dab in the middle of the dog days of summer, it's that time of year when you want to make sure that every energy dollar counts so you don't get burned by your electric bill. But the good news is is that your electric company might be able to help. Many are using tools that range from low-tech to high-tech to help consumers stay cool in these months. We're joined now by Steve Rosenstock, who heads up the Energy Efficiency Group at the Edison Electric Institute with some tips on what's available for consumers. Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you doing? Well, these are the days when the air conditionings are just running 24-7, it would seem, right? Hot, sticky, muggy. And that means that we're going to be paying a lot these months for our cooling bills. What are some things uh, that we can do to lower those, and how can the utility companies help? Okay, well, there's a lot of tips on the uh, EEI website as well as other energy efficiency websites. But especially during the uh, summer season, one of the biggest uh, things you can do is to make sure that your central air conditioner or central heat pump has been tuned up for the year. Um, getting a tune-up can be really important, especially for older units, to make sure it's operating at peak efficiency because um, if there is a, for example, if for some reason that some refrigerant has leaked out or there's some issues with the uh, outdoor condenser, that can really uh, drive up the energy used by the air conditioner or heat pump. So getting a tune-up before it gets really hot is, is, can be really important. Uh, in terms of uh, saving energy during the summer season. Now, besides the tune-up, that's just one step in many that can actually help us cut some of those cooling costs. What about online energy audits that are available today? Do you think that they're useful as a tool for homeowners to use to really figure out where the biggest energy leaks are, so to speak, in their homes? Absolutely. I, I, there are some, uh, you know, many utilities offer online energy audits, and they give a lot of information to the homeowner in terms of areas uh, that where they can uh, definitely get the biggest bang for their buck in terms of uh, upgrades. Um, the thing with those audits, though, is sometimes, you know, the more information you can put in, so it, it can't... It can take some time to really do it uh, properly because the more detailed the audit is, the more likely it's going to provide good information to, to help people save on their electric bills. Let's talk about smart meters. We're hearing more and more of those today. I'm sure uh, over the next decade you're going to see a lot of folks trading out their old, uh, I guess they would be analog meters for the high-tech digital smart meters. What is that going to do uh, for our comfort, for our energy efficiency, uh, for our communications, how is a consumer going to benefit from a smart meter? Well, I think uh, I, I think it's really kind of uh, it could be a kind of a, for some people especially it's going it could be a game changer because basically for most people unless you're one of those uh, energy geeks like me who looks at his meter every few days to see how they're doing, the, well, the smart meter is really about providing real time information to the customer, which really hasn't happened before. 
or daily information or hourly information. I mean, for the most part, people get their information once a month, and then they pay the bill, and then that's kind of it. And then they might be concerned if it's a huge difference compared to last month or last year. Well, with the smart meters, it really transcends it, and the way the, uh, a lot of the utilities are doing it is it basically allows you to see what did you use yesterday? What did you use yesterday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon or did the hour between 2 o'clock and 3 p.m.? And some of them are showing how much that cost you. So really, for the people who are really into trying to save energy, for example, if you know your air conditioning was cranking at 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, your smart meter will let you know basically what your house used, which is primarily air conditioning, at that time and how much it was costing you. And then it's a matter of, or if your air conditioner was tuned up, let's say you had a hot day, it was tuned up on the hot day, then the next day, well, how much did the tune-up help you? Did it really help you save on those really hot days or on the cooler days? Instead of just trying to figure out what the changes and how they are going to impact your electric bill, this system really gives you the data so that there are no guess, there's no guesswork anymore, correct? Right. I mean, you will really, you'll really know what happened, what the impact was, or if you're, if you're just trying to say, okay, what if I turn off this light or turn off this uh, fan, what happens? Will it make a difference, or how much of a difference will it make in my uh, daily or monthly electric bill? I mean, now it's really going to be the amount of information uh, is going to be quite amazing. And also, um, obviously, with communications protocols, it might be that a person on their smartphone or iPad or some other device can really start doing things remotely. If they want to see, we're not home, how much is electricity is my house using when I'm out there, they you'll probably be able to do that. Now, if a consumer doesn't have a smart meter yet, um, is this something they should be asking the utility company for? Um, Yeah. I mean, there are certain utilities that have kind of run out of the gate faster than other utilities, but I believe it's uh, about 20 to 25% of the U.S. population has smart meters now. And I think by 2015, at least a third or maybe up to 50%. I haven't haven't checked the projections lately. Um, But it's really utility by utility uh, how they're installing it and what their uh, time frame is. So, yeah, I think you're, yes, ask your utility about uh, what their schedule is for uh, updating uh, their uh, meters. Now, um, you guys are also in support of the White House's Green Button Initiative. Can you tell us about that and how that's going to help consumers? Um, Yes, the Green Button Initiative, I believe there's 21 utilities involved with it right now. It's basically uh, an icon for those customers with, uh, with the smart meters already where basically if you're on the utility website, if you look for that icon, if you click on it, then it gives you that information. And again, it could be daily information or hourly or, you know, the day before information and cost. It's basically a way, it's a common icon so that people with smart meters can click on it and get the information from their meter that they're looking for. So kind of standardizing the information, you become very familiar with the way the information is being delivered to you. Yes. Now, different utilities might deliver the information differently in a different format, but it's basically, you know, the main thing is the energy used at a certain period that the customer is interested in, and then the uh, cost of the energy, uh, you know, based on that time period as well. Um, But other utilities might add other uh, features to it as well, but I think there's going to be certain basics information provided to all the customers based on that green button. But, you know, again, there might be other apps that might be of real value to customers as a part of that green button that utilities might develop on their own. Before I let you go, single most important thing a consumer can do today to cut cooling costs? 
Uh, well, uh, single most important thing again. I I think uh, I think I have to go. I, I like to do a top few of them basically. Uh, I think the tune-up is very important, but also uh, checking your thermostat setting. And uh, if you can, if you have a programmable thermostat, if you know people are not out of the house, raise the thermostat a few degrees and then have it come back on a few minutes before you get home so it's nice and comfortable for you uh, when you get home. But the tune-up and the programmable thermostat are, are two of the biggest things. If you'd like to get some more information from the Edison Electric Institute, you can head on over to their website at eei.org. Or, as Steve said, good idea to take a look at the website for your local utility company, find out what programs they have to help you save energy and be more comfortable this summer. Thanks, Steve. Thank you very much. All right, still ahead, are you wondering if washing your clothes in cold water will really get the job done as well as hot water? Well, we're going to share the dirt on your laundry next. You live in a body pit. Got a wood staining project to do? Finish faster. Introducing Flood One Coat Waterproofing Finish, the wood stain that lets you finish the same day you start. Most wood stains can't be applied until days after prep. Flood One Coat Waterproofing Finish can be applied just hours later. Learn more at flood.com. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We're going to help you with your home improvement questions. But one super-duper lucky caller who makes it on the air with us this hour is going to get a copy of the book, The Best from This Old House. And I mean, it's a gorgeous book. The pictures are fantastic, lots of inspiration, and it really is a beautiful look at the best renovations from the past decade of PBS's This Old House. And it's been signed by each and every cast member. So it's priceless and it's totally rad. Give us a call at 888 Pit for your chance to win. 888-666-3974. Well, it's time now for a dependable tip presented by the experts at Maytag. Now, you've heard all the talk of high-efficiency washing machines that can get clothes clean in cold water, and you've probably also seen detergents designed specifically for this purpose. But you might still be wondering about the effectiveness of cold versus hot water cycles. I mean, we know warmer temperatures do the job. But you'd also love the cost savings of a cold water wash. Well, now you can pretty much be assured that today's technology in washing machines is designed to definitely make those cold water washes come out top notch. That's right. You know, modern appliances, they really have come a long way from your grandmother's old ringer washer, and so has the technology inside of them. Now, cold water wash settings on machines like the Maytag Bravos XL They're now slashing energy costs and helping the planet. And the enzymes in cold water detergents actually do clean your clothes very well. Bravo XL washers and dryers are designed, engineered, and assembled right here in the USA. And the washer comes with a 10-year limited warranty. And at 4.6 cubic feet, this is Maytag brand's largest high-efficiency capacity top-load washer. It's also the first product on the market with a cycle developed specifically for use with high-efficiency cold water water detergents. So for more information on this dependable tip and other Maytag products, you can visit Maytag.com. Blair, North Dakota, you've got the money pit. What can we help you with today? Yes. Say, on one of your previous shows, uh, I heard that you got, uh, I got this white mold or fuzz that grows on the cement floor in the basement. Okay. And 
and I have a, it's a finished basement, and uh, the thing is, I heard that you have vinegar and water to clean it up. Yeah, and um, let me tell you, you're you're calling it mold, but I don't think it's mold. I think it's mineral salt deposits, because mold doesn't grow on concrete. Mold needs an organic material to make it grow. But typically, what happens is if you get high uh, water, moisture, humidity, you will get some of that water will evaporate off and leave its salts behind. So mm-hmm. you end up getting this sort of white, grayish, crusty stuff that will form on block walls and also concrete floors. Yeah, and you'll even see it around faucets, like in your kitchen, if water sort of like pools there. It's just the mineral. Yeah, that's right. And the reason that uh, vinegar and water makes it go away is because the vinegar melts the salts. More vinegar than water, though. Yes. And white vinegar. Is there anything there that you can keep it from coming back? Maintain your water and moisture on the outside of your house. Yeah, improve your drainage and your gutters at the outside of the house. That's generally what causes it. If your gutters are clogged or not discharging well enough away from the foundation, if your soil is not sloping away from the walls, those two things cause this problem on a very frequent basis. Yeah, we got a sump pump in the basement, you know, and we're kind of in a... Does it go off when you get heavy rain? Uh, No, not really. Yeah, does it go off other times? Well, yeah, we got, you know, kind of, how would you say it, uh, water troubles here in North Dakota, so... Well, if if your water troubles get worse after heavy rain, then it's sourcing at the drainage conditions at the foundation perimeter. I would start with those. Even if you did have a high water table, it's very likely that uh, poor drainage conditions at the foundation perimeter are the number one cause of this. Okay, thank you. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, during these hot dog days of summer, do you find that your kitchen gets all kinds of claustrophobic feeling? Well, why not bust out of that space by building yourself an outdoor kitchen that will be the talk of the neighborhood? We're going to show you how after this. You live in a Money Pit. Pit is brought to you by Liquid Nails. For top jobs, demand the extraordinary strength of Liquid Nails brand heavy-duty construction adhesive. It bonds a wide range of materials, indoors and out, for a job done once, done right. Learn more about Liquid Nails brand heavy-duty construction adhesive at liquidnails.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. You can also post your question on moneypit.com. Either way, we would love to hear from you. Hey, typically this part of the program, Leslie, we take emails. I want to actually share a couple of personal emails I got this past week from folks that I know uh, in and around my area that actually had given some some specific advice to do. You know, being the uh, the home improvement expert, uh, occasionally friends and friends of friends will will reach out to me for some advice. So um, one woman, her name is Linda, had a problem where a neighbor's house, it was a connected unit like a townhouse, had actually uh, leaked into her house causing a fair amount of mold damage. Now, her insurance adjuster comes in offers her 1200 bucks to fix the damage and wants her to sign on the dotted line and take the check. She smartly declined to do that, contacted me, and I suggested what I've suggested many times on this show is that she hire a private insurance adjuster. So here's what happened. The private insurance adjuster, of course, works for you, not the insurance company. They're sort of like your own consultant. Here's how they get paid. 
Um, through her attorney, she was able to find a good one. The guy came in and said, look, if I don't get any more than 1200 bucks that the guy offered you, you don't owe me a dime, right? So no loss there. And then whatever, whatever he does get, he gets 10% of. I like this because we're all in business to get me as much money as I can for my claim. So it turned out that his initial assessment was like between $2,500 and $3,000. You know, at least double, if not triple, what the insurance company adjuster had suggested because guess what? The insurance company giant missed a whole bunch of stuff. So it just goes to show you that it's not a good idea to take the opinion of the insurance adjuster but to actually get a private adjuster so that you know you have somebody that's really on your side when it comes to getting what you've paid them for for all these years. Make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Well, would you like to be able to really live in your outdoor living area? Why not build an outdoor kitchen? Leslie has tips in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right. You guys, you know, you pour over magazines, you're looking online, you see all of these inspirational photos of outdoor kitchens with ranges and pizza ovens and chandeliers. They're gorgeous, right? But those of us who aren't among the richy rich and famous, we can have something like that too, you guys. All you really need is a great grill and some weatherproof decor. Now, if you can afford to add a prep space and cabinets, go for it. If not, some simple backyard tables will do the trick. Now, you can also have a dedicated refrigerator for outside as well. It's a great place to keep your drinks cold and your leftovers from going bad during the party and also keep things you know that you're ready to throw on the grill cool until you're getting them actually on the grill. Now, my advice is to have an understanding of your home's architectural style so that your outdoor kitchen complements your indoor living space, whether you've got a Victorian, a craftsman, or a ranch-style home. And no matter what your style, think about a fire pit. They add instant ambiance and warmth, and they're going to let you enjoy your outdoor kitchen or your outdoor seating area, whatever it is, well into the cooler months. They really are a great and affordable, I might add, addition to any outdoor room. Good advice. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show coming up next week on the program. These past few years, we've really seen an increase in the options available for kitchen countertops. We're going to help you decide which kind of surface is right for your kitchen needs on the next edition of the Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.